0: All right, what's up? What's up guys? You are now tuned into another episode of the latest podcast in the world. It is your boy Alize Rashamel. And you are now here for another episode of Zay tv presents the Ratchet Hour. And for all you guys out there that's new listeners, basically what we do is we talk a lot about hip hop. We talk about politics, anything mainstream, anything that the youth is doing, we talk about it. And if you're young and you want to listen, listen because this is a show for you. And if you're older and you want to listen and learn what the young people talking about nowadays, come and listen. And yeah, that's basically what we do. So every week I start off my show talking about my weekend. I call it Zay TV's Weekend Review. And this weekend I was really, really busy. I did a lot of things this weekend. Like, for example... I went to Santana, Sorsi Santana's pre-release party of Material Girl, so it was like a little listening party, and for those of you who don't know who Santana is, Santana is friends with the city girls, Young Miami and JT, and basically, he used to do their makeup when they first started out, and now he's a rapper. He went viral from his remix of Bust Down Tatiana by Blueface, and for arguing with Young Miami on Instagram Live, and... People thought he was funny and gravitated towards his personality, and now he's doing his own thing. So at the listening party, it was like a lot of like city people there, like the little hipster kids there. And he performed Walk Like a Dog, which is his hit. Everybody knows Walk Like a Dog. It went viral on Instagram and had his own little Walk Like a Dog challenge. Everybody tries to recreate it. He also one thing that i really liked about santana is he was really nice and a humble sweet to his fans and he did the damn thing santana was really nice and he gave a great performance like he worked the crowd he worked the stage he walked all around he engaged with people and he even brought some of his friends along he brought jesse Wu from love and hip hop miami and she was so sweet she's so little and tiny and Basically, it was just a good experience. It was fun. It was good vibes. Santana was so cool. Jesse was so sweet and beautiful. Jesse is legit one of the most beautiful women that I ever seen in person. And I have seen a lot of beautiful women in person. So I'm gonna add her to the list with Winnie Harlow because Winnie Harlow is gorgeous. And Jesse is gorgeous. And basically, I enjoyed the Santana listening party like I wanted to hear the bust down honor um, remix and he made sure that he did it like because he wasn't gonna do it at first. And then when I told him that I wanted to hear it, he did it and I was just like, I was excited and it was a good show. And shouts out to Saucy Santana. If you don't know who Santana is and you wanna check him out, just listen to Walk him Like a Dog and you'll get a feel of who he is as an artist. And he's actually a great rapper. He's not just entertaining and it was good. And I, I wish big things for Santana. And Jesse Boo as well. So my next thing I did this weekend was a lot of my friends had birthdays. Like a lot of my friends are Scorpios. I didn't notice that. And they're all born on November 2nd and November 3rd. And it was just like this weekend, I was like getting pulled, tugged around everywhere. And one of the places we went to was for my friend Trinity's birthday. It was called the Brooklyn Chop Shop. And it's one of those bougie restaurants. The guy who owns Philippe's also like created this restaurant it's his new restaurant and it was a nice feel i love that when you was in the restaurant like while we was in there they were playing r&b music so basically i was hearing like the throwbacks the 90s r&b early 2000s and i'm not gonna lie it was a long wait time but the music like kind of calmed me down from like going off and being ghetto and then it was just like crowded so i guess it was good what i had was good i had some little lamb chops and a little um a little broccoli it was all right it was nice the price wasn't that bad either we had fun we had a good time or whatever at the brooklyn chop shop and if you guys like bougie restaurants you know but r&b music go to the brooklyn chop shop i wouldn't mind going there again and i just wanted to talk about how i am so sick of my friends y'all we always do the same thing when it gets cold like We always go to these five-star restaurants knowing that we got three-star pockets. And we be I'm not going to lie, me and my friends, we we hit the road, Jack. Like, we go out and we look nice. We be dressed up so fly, sneakers, shoes down to the ground. Like, we be dressed so nice knowing damn well that we broke and we in there and we about to eat. And I ain't going to lie, when that bill came, I was about to go outside and smoke a cigarette. For y'all who don't know me, go outside and smoke a cigarette means... I'm about to go outside and be on that 4 train, okay? The train is my cigarette, and I'm smoking out of here. And basically, I wish my friends would just be simple, okay? Like, why we can't just go to a regular restaurant? Like, why we got to go to the bougie restaurants where a little piece, a nugget of steak is like $600? Like, I'm just over the bougie restaurants. I feel like we did them all. There's only so many, and I'm just over that. I just want to chill and have good vibes for, like, my friend's birthdays like i don't want to be all extra i don't want to have to get all dressed up and stuff like that and next my friend cassandra shout out to my friend cassandra she had a little g2g she went to the strip club first and then she had a little g2g at smoke fest yesterday so if you guys wondering why i'm a little sluggish that's because we was getting lit last night so shout outs to my baby cassandra shout out to trinity shout out to my sister charity and I hope you guys enjoyed your birthdays. And we're going to move on from all of this birthday talk, okay? So, as you guys know, Halloween just passed. And what I did was I went to the Halloween parade with my baby and my friends. And basically, I dressed up as the Akatsuki from Naruto. And a lot of hip-hop stars also killed Halloween. And I'm just going to name a few of them that I liked and that I've seen that really wowed me. And I'm going to start off with the kardashians like the kardashian west family they really killed it like kardashian west is like kim and Kanye's family like first they did the flintstones and that was really like fire because they had enough family members to do everything everybody in the family then they did um it was weird but it was cool they dressed up as caterpillars and like i don't know if it was like caterpillars and worms but it was weird but it was another nice costumes and they went all out like kim and Kanye are known for like costumey things and the two of them really like killed it this year and they really went out all out for it then another costume that i like was young and may and her girlfriend dressed up as beauty and the beast and the girlfriend is stunning and she was the beauty and we all know young and may was the beast and i feel like young and may did the costume perfect like you don't have to get the brown fur and all of that and the crazy hair for us to know who you are like she did it simply like it was simple but it was executed well and i also enjoyed that costume then we had Nicki minaj to me Nicki minaj wins the trophy for um best halloween costume because she was the new dc version of harley quinn and then her um boyfriend was the joker her husband was the joker and then she also killed it as the bride of chucky and i feel like nikki she's happy now and is showing in everything that she's doing Like, she's just more chill and more laid back. And that's really what people wanted from Nicki. And I'm enjoying it. The Queen looked nice as Harley Quinn and as the bride of Chucky. And it was a good showing for Nicki. I also like Lala Anthony as Maleficent. It was, like, beautiful. Then you had the game daughter. She recreated one of his looks. And she looks just like her dad. And then we have Quavo, who was dressed as two-face and that was a nice costume by Quavo it showed his creativity anybody who knows me knows I love Batman he's my favorite superhero and his villains are iconic and then Quavo's lady Saweetie was dressed as the classic Harley Quinn the classic Brooklyn Harley Quinn straight from the Batman series and the Batman the animated series and she actually looked nice so her and Nikki both did Harley Quinn but it's two totally different Harley Quinns and they both killed it in their own way then you had tiger and his clownery dressed as ronald mcdonald and he killed it and then there's janelle monae i don't i know a lot of guys i never listened to a janelle monae song other than her first hit when she first came out but this lady is so artistic so beautiful so creative she is a genius and her costume was a headless bride and she legit walked around Carrying her own head. I don't know what trickery was involved in this costume, what voodoo was involved in this costume, but I enjoyed it and I love Janelle Monet. Like I love to see her on a red carpet, whether it's for her singing, acting, like she can do it all. She's a triple threat. She could dance. Like she is a artist, artist. And now I see why Prince loved her so much and why she got the blessing from Prince to be who she is. And I'm just going to say, like, if I have to give somebody the crown, I love Nikki, I love everybody that's on this list. But Janelle Monet killed it for Halloween. And I'm just going to say, step your creativity up. And everyone did a good job this year with Halloween. But Janelle really took it from me. I also really like Heidi Klum's, like, her look as, because she's a Halloween queen. I loved her look as that um, alien mother creature hybrid gooey thing and i just enjoyed that as well and i feel like um it was a good showing but janelle Monet, she got it this year and i love her so shout out to you janelle Monet, and you are this year's halloween queen and enjoy that so my next segment that i'm about to get into is one of my favorites it's one of my newest segments and this segment is called beef in the streets okay not to be confused with beef in the streets not to be confused with beef in the sheets it is called beef in the streets s-k-r-e-e-t-z beef in the streets and this is where we just talk about somebody or a couple of beefs we talk about people who are beefing with each other we break down the beef and we give someone a w and we give someone an l and Yeah, that's basically how it goes. That's the game, okay? So, basically, today we have a crazy, crazy beef that was a long time coming, but I know it's going down. Okay, so, basically, we have Nicki Minaj versus Wendy Williams. So, basically, I'm going to break it down for you guys. What happened was, Wendy was talking about Nikki, as she always does, but as of like a few, like for probably like two years now, Wendy has been constantly throwing jabs at Nicki Minaj, spewing negativity about Nicki Minaj, and she just has been saying so much hateful stuff about Nicki Minaj. And one time I remember, because I love Wendy Williams, I watch her show all the time, And you guys know Nicki Minaj is one of my favorite rappers. So I love both people in this battle. So one time, Wendy was talking on her show about Nicki Minaj. And she was like, basically she threw a shot. Like people always want to go to Ellen, but they never want to come here. And I feel like that's where Wendy's beef really stems for Nicki. She's mad that Nicki is going on her competitor's show. She's mad that Nicki is going on Ellen's show, but Nicki Minaj wasn't coming to her show. So that's what I feel like the real root of this beef is. And I definitely feel like Wendy is the aggressor. So basically, Wendy has been attacking Nikki for years. Like she has brought Remy on the show when Remy was beefing with Nikki during the Sheetha time. She constantly asks Remy questions, negative questions about Nicki Minaj, and she also has like talked about Safari and like had Safari on the show and said negative things about Nikki. Then she's brought up the Meek Mill situation. And trash Nikki then. And Nikki actually did a lot of great things for Meek. She actually talked to the judge and helped Meek get out. And Nick Wendy still trashed Nikki. When Nikki was with Nas, um Wendy still trashed Nikki then. Nikki even said that they Nas and Nikki bumped into Wendy and Kelvin. And Wendy was like, Ugh, what are you doing with her? I don't like her. And allegedly that's what happened. And but Wendy has been taking shots at Nicki Minaj for a long time. So with the the story that broke the camel's back was, Nicki Minaj had got married to Kenneth Petty, and I guess Wendy Williams had to talk about it because that is big news. Because Wendy Nicki Minaj is one of the biggest stars in the industry. So Wendy spoke about Kenneth Petty, and she kept bringing up his past, and she kept like trying to like bait the audience to like you know these audience are controlled she was baiting them to like boo and she was saying negative things about him when it really didn't have to do with his past nothing had to do with anything that he had went through so she brought up the fact that he was in jail for manslaughter and she played as if she didn't know what manslaughter was and i think it's common knowledge to know what manslaughter is that's the intent to kill someone the plan to like you're going to kill someone right and is it or is it like you accidentally it's either you plan to kill somebody or you kill somebody but it was by an accident something like that but yeah so basically wendy talked about his manslaughter case on one episode then the next episode when it was re- revealed that nikki was married wendy spoke about his past um charges she brought up his mug shots she spoke about how he's a rape she called him a rapist and then she spoke about Nikki's brother being a um, pedophile. And allegedly, Kenneth Petty was accused of rape. And the the it was when he was 15 years old. And it's not okay, but at 15, you make a lot of mistakes. And allegedly, the girl recanted the story. And he didn't have the bail money to bail out. So allegedly, this is all coming from him and Nikki Minaj. They said he didn't have the bail money to bail out. Tasha K also spoke on it and she said that it's true. He was falsely accused and he didn't have the money to bail out. And the girl, if she would have said she was lying, she would have had to do 90 days. So he, however, he is like, it's like they're accusing him of things that he's not, like that he did in his past. And some of the things aren't valid. So basically, Nikki was just fed up with it and she was tired of Wendy. She went on Queen Radio and she ranted. She called, she called Wendy everything. She, talk about, she talked about how Wendy's husband is, um, has a mistress and the mistress is not. The mistress had a baby. And Wendy should be worried about that instead of worried about Nikki's man's past life. She also spoke about how when Wendy was going through her divorce, Nikki never hit her while she was down. And it's just like she spoke about how vicious Wendy is becoming. And Nikki went off, guys. She called She called her Pendy We all know Wendy Williams is shaped like a P But you ain't have to call a girl Pendy And Nikki just Annihilated her and This beef is still ongoing It's going to go all the way until next week Episode of Queen Radio And I will definitely be tuned in for that Because I want to know what Nikki's going to say She's bringing Tasha K She's bringing T.S. Madison And it's going to be a long Long day Okay, So If I'm breaking down this beef, I'm going to give the W to, and I'm going to play the Nicki rant after I give this W out so you guys could get a little more context about what happened. But if I'm giving this beef a winner and a loser, Wendy Williams is definitely the loser. Because what do you gain from attacking Nicki Minaj? Other than a little clickbait, but you're fighting someone who's not fighting back. And then I would have to give the W to Nikki because she, although she went off, she was quiet about the constant attacks from Wendy. Even when I wanted her to speak, she never spoke. And my thing is, as a wife, you do have to stand up for your husband. And Nikki Minaj, Nikki Minaj destroyed Wendy Williams on Queen Radio, and she deserved it. Like, leave this woman alone, Wendy. Like, no one attacked you when you was down. You didn't want people in your business. You was crying talking to TMZ. You cannot be legit attacking this lady and you was in the same situation and you didn't like it either like nikki says, she was vicious and this is a new low for wendy and i would have to agree like wendy do better and leave people alone you can't talk about someone's past convictions if they was proven innocent or they're learning and they're trying to rehabilitate themselves because your husband was a criminal too your husband had a past too and you loved him and his children, children project missing and all. So you can't judge somebody else who's trying to change their life, Wendy. Or Pendy. Pendy Prince-on? Nah, I was weak. I'm about to play that clip so you guys could get a view of what happened. And I'm going to move on. Okay, so here you go. Here's the clip, guys. Those, those that
1: I've gotten, I couldn't accept them because... Something about my spirit said, said no. And we always mention people's past. And that's not what God does. Mr. Wendy P. Williams. I mean, pendy, 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 prince on. Let me eat my, I ain't cursing today, but I'm going to eat my mother pickle for a second because I got something to say. I got something to say. Mmm, mm mm-mm, good. God already told us that he placed our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. So how can you remember that, remember something that God already forgot? Stupid. How can you blast a bunch of rappers and interview a bunch of rappers that all they do is talk about shooting and killing then continue to mention somebody that actually did that. Who served their time and, and paid their dues, their debts to society. But that's why, that's why Kevin was on that island chilling. And I can't. <laughs> Kevin said, wait a minute, I'm about to have my baby. He called you and was like, well, hold on. Bitch, I can't come to that episode. My, my my new, my bitch giving birth. My real bitch giving birth, child. You see? You see? <laughs> I can't. So. When you announce my husband, P, there's no need for you to mention his past. Because... These rappers is rapping about shooting and killing every day. These rappers is out here every day talking about guns they ain't never held. Guns they ain't never bust. Bitch, I'm me. Bitch, I'm me.
0: Bitch, I'm me. All right, so next we're going to get into a new segment. And my next segment, which is called You Won't Believe This. So this is basically where I talk about a lot of things going on in hip-hop news And I just break it down to you guys and let you know what's going on So what I'm gonna start with today I'm gonna start with Salon separates from her husband And I think they're officially divorced And they have been together for 11 years Her husband is a music di- Her former husband was a music director He worked on some of her videos that we know like Don't Touch My Hair, Cranes in the Sky He basically worked on all the good stuff and she separated from him. And she's now dating this younger guy. She was spotted out with him. So her husband that she divorced was like 22 years older than her. And this new guy that Solange is now seeing is like, like 13 years younger than her. And I'm actually here for this because I feel like you... Sometimes people just grow apart from each other. And sometimes you change and you want a new vibe. And if her heart is telling her, leave this man, leave this man. I feel like Solange... Has, grew up really fast on us like a Olsen twin kind of and I'm happy that Solange is like going after what she wants and I feel like if this man is good for her I'm here for it and the new guy that she was with he worked on the second album with her and I'm not gonna lie I told you guys I wasn't a fan of Solange's second album like her second big album the Alamo thing or whatever it was called I just wasn't here for it people was like it's a vibe but I just felt like it was some weird r&b music that i just wasn't here for i don't like that style of r&b personally but i'm happy for solange if she found the one and she's happy who am i to judge and sometimes relationships just don't work out and shout out to you my sister i hope you come out with a third album and i hope it's fire like the first one and next news we're gonna move on to earth Gotti speaking on ashanti again 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 in the words of jocelyn Hernandez again so basically Irv Gotti is on the show growing up hip-hop New York and he's there with his kids his daughter Angie and his son I don't know his son name I just know his son was pulled over by the cops that's all we know about his son and um their mom so his ex-wife so is Irv Gotti his ex-wife and his two kids and basically what I feel like is their storyline is so boring that they had to dig up the old bones of murder ink and talk about ashanti so the whole storyline of these guys is that they want to put together a uh um murder ink tour and basically the murder ink tour is with um you know ja vita charlie and ashanti so basically all of them getting together and they're talking about putting together the tour and Everybody know that Irv Gotti and Ashanti had a fallout. So the wife goes and talks about how basically um, their marriage fell apart because Ashanti and Irv were sleeping together. And my thing is that basically this one episode of Grown Up Hip Hop made Ashanti to look like made her to look like she's a homewrecker. And it they all they did was bash Ashanti for thirty minutes. 40 minutes and they made ashanti look like the bad guy and i just wasn't here for it i felt like they were attacking ashanti's character and everybody knows ashanti's brand is that she's the girl's next door she's the innocent one she's the sweet one and they just made her look bad and basically he went on wendy williams again and talked more about it i think he got a lot of backlash and he wanted to kind of like double back and say ashanti didn't ruin his marriage he had other infidelity problems But Ashanti and him did have a um, relationship. And if I watched a lot of documentaries about this and a lot of people interview about this and a lot of people said it was almost as if Irv was obsessed with Ashanti. And I think he still is. I think he needs to leave her alone just a little bit because to be honest, his his tax problems and money laundering cases ruined Ashanti's career the fall of murder inc and the beef with john 50 cent ruined ashanti's career and i feel like that's what this is doing more like this bringing up this affair is ruining her career again like just let the girl live and let the girl be happy like my thing is you already like you guys are on a tv show with your family talk about your family talk about your kids and what they got going on and my thing about irv's kids in the show is like they're really boring like Growing up hip hop, those those two kids are boring. Like, is is apparent that you can't inherit star quality. Like, neither of his kids give me star quality. They're not entertaining. The most entertaining thing about this whole setup of these four people is that this family unit is that the mother hates Irv and she always wants to argue. Other than that, they're boring. Like the only entertaining people on this show to me is Jojo, Flavor Flav's daughter, Fat Joe's son, Vina Love. And Veena loves auntie. I think that's it. Everybody else is really, like, just there and boring. Like, and I feel like Ja... I mean, not Ja kids. Um, Irv Gotti kids is really boring. Ja kids are... Ja, ja kids are boring, too. I hate to say it. Because I really like Ja Rule. But these kids are boring. And they're not bringing nothing to the show. So now you just going to the backup, which is dragging Ashanti. And I feel like that sucks. Because Ashanti's out here. She's working hard. She's killing it in these live concerts. She's trying to rebrand herself away from the Murder, Inc. image. And if I was Ashanti, I wouldn't do the reunion tour now because you're on TV trying to bash me. And if I'm being honest, no one wants to see Murder, Inc. without Ashanti and Ja Rule. Like, they're the iconic people in the group. Like, And we don't want one. We want both of them together. And I feel like it just doesn't work without Ashanti. And if I was Ashanti, I wouldn't do the um, Murder, Inc. reunion tour because earth sat there and dragged her for a whole episode i don't care if you apologize on wendy Williams, like you already ruined her career you had her she couldn't collaborate with who she wanted to collaborate with and she had to show up to court then after she's showing up to court she couldn't put out her music she couldn't promote because you so tied up in your legal situations and i just feel like ashanti need to wash her hands with murder inc and just pay them dust because she's out here doing bigger and better things than any of them okay I'm, with the exception of ja i feel like her and ja are on like the same playing field but ashanti is still doing it and she's still the baddest in the game so yeah that's that on that but in other ashanti news she is on the cover of tori lane's chicks take five looking bomb giving you 90s vibes and ashanti is just a beautiful woman and I'm happy that she's getting the shine on this cover. And I hope that there's a Foolish remix. I hope that there's some type of Rain On Me remix. Something. Because you know, Tory Lanez is good for remixing like classic R&B hits. And I hope he did a Ashanti song. I hope that's why she's on the cover. So shout out to Ashanti. And I love how she's just paying this negativity no mind. And being the beautiful woman that she is. All right. So in other news, we have Megan Thee Stallion and Money Bag Yo. They briefly had a split. Okay, so basically they had broke up because Megan made it seem like um he was cheating on her and that she was just done. And basically, basically Megan was just like, "Don't pull my card, cause I'll pull your cards." And basically she was just like i'm not the one and i'm not here for your foolishness and basically she was just telling everybody that like she she put it out there that they break they broke up and money bag was just like he was upset and they were spotted a days later in a club Partying together, and I was just like lost. Like, are you guys split up and are you guys not split up? And personally, I just feel like Megan doesn't need this relationship right now because she's at the prime prime of her career right now, the peak so far, because she's doing really good. She's beautiful. She's it benefits her to be single right now. Like, you don't need a relationship or anything tying you down. And I feel like I don't want him to get her pregnant, cause that's what happens with these female rappers. Like, I don't want her to get pregnant and slow down, because Megan is hot and she's giving us the music that we need in the clubs. She's giving us this little social media music, and I'm enjoying Megan. Like, she really spits. Like, she's one of the few person people who have a club song that has bars in it. And I'm gonna speak on a situation allegedly on why there may have been problems in their relationship. So, allegedly, money bag yo is married and lives with his, one of his baby mothers who is allegedly his wife, Whitney so apparently they both share the same last name which is white and they have a marriage license and on top of having a marriage license they don't have no divorce papers and they share the same last name, they have a whole house together he's always at this house taking pictures she's taking pictures with him she's posting him she's um. She even wrote a status on saying, "What type of woman?" And I'm paraphrasing. He said she basically said like, "He at the, what type of woman is gonna allow a man to come home to their real woman?" And basically, she was saying he comes home to her every night, and yeah, it's just a messy situation. So to me, it's looking like either one, this relationship is fake and is a publicity stunt, or two money bag yo is telling megan that this is his baby mama he not with her and he really is with her like it's giving me a jerry springer situation and i'm kind of not liking what's going on with the two and i'm just gonna just say megan run take your money bag not the money bag yo but take your bags and run megan like you don't need to be in this drama you're too young you're beautiful and I know you're vulnerable because you just went through a big loss in your life. But you don't need to be with this man, Megan. Like, you're the Queen Hottie. You don't need to be bothered with him. And I'm going to move on to my next topic. So, basically, Offset defended, defends Kanye West in this horrible gospel album. Basically, he was telling people, leave Kanye West alone. This man is a legend. And you shouldn't be bothering him. And... My opinion on that is, yes, Kanye is a legend. Yes, I love Jesus Walk like everybody else. I love Gold Digger. I loved his early works. But Kanye don't got it no more. I'm sorry. And this album just confirmed that. Like, I love Kanye West and I love Jesus. But this album just wasn't it for me. It was 27 minutes of my life that I can never get back. And I regret listening to that album. I feel like if you're going to do gospel, do it justice. Like like Chance. I feel like Chance does gospel in a great way. Like he's true to himself, is hip, is young, but it's good. Kanye wasn't really lyrical. He wasn't giving us anything that we needed. It was real ABC rapish and it sucks to say, but it was just boring and it was just like basic rap. And Kanye could do better because he's had better projects out before and I don't want to bash Kanye because I feel like he's trying to change and get himself together. But I just feel like this wasn't it. And it's not going to be it. And I'm just going to move on from that. So, my last topic today, and you won't believe this, is Bad Baby, a.k.a. Catch Me Outside, how about that, got into a fight with Wo Vicky. And basically, Wo Vicky won. And I'm here for this white-on-white action, okay? I'm here for this. White on white crime, okay? Basically, Bad Baby's been taunting Wo Vicky saying she's gonna beat her up. When she catch her, she's gonna She's gonna catch her outside and she's gonna beat her up. And basically, she texts the address. well one of them texts each other the address while the other one was in the studio. And when they got together, they started fighting. And Bad Baby was pinned down and Wo Vicky was punching her. This is like their second altercation. The first time they didn't get to get physical, but this time they got physical and Whoa, Vicky really, like, she beat her up. She didn't catch her outside. She caught her inside, and she beat Bad Baby up. And I feel like Bad Baby deserved it. She needs to be humbler. Like, you're apparently not about this life. And I feel like just because she was on Dr. Phil, she felt like she's about this life and that she's so tough. She wants to be something that she's not. And apparently it's showing. And for, I guess fighting your mother is not enough. Like, you need to actually fight other people. And... I'm proud of Woe Vicky. She stood up for herself. And she's not going to let this little troll bully her anymore. And yeah. Shout out to the white people fighting in the studio being ghetto. I love when white people be ratchet. Okay. Y'all want to be ratchet? Y'all can have it. Because y'all the real ratchet one. So shout out to Woe Vicky and Bad Baby. And next time, Bad Baby, learn how to bob and weave, my sister. Bob and weave. Okay. Because you was just getting punched. Like she going to do an interview saying that she never got hit. And if you watch that fight, she got hit a couple of times. But that is that on that. Okay, we're going to move on. So, next, I'm going to get into a little new segment. I'm going to call this segment Discussion Time, where I'm just going to talk about something that happened to me or something that I witnessed over the weekend. So, this weekend, guys, I went out, as I told you, to Santana's album release party. After I went there, I went to go get something to eat, and it was these three guys behind me and a lady and they were talking about kind of if white privilege exists and he was talking about basically how he felt as if um basically if he got one of the white men was a lawyer he was talking about he believed that he got the job because he was required like he had the um uh, he had the like his resume spoke up for him to um, get this job, and one of his friends he was just saying like he felt like he got the job because of white privilege, because there was other people who wasn't white that had the same accomplishments as him that didn't get the job, and then one of his other friends was basically trying to say white privilege doesn't exist, you got the job because you got the job, and I was just sitting there and awe like, should I say something? Cause why are they having this conversation? around me and maybe i should say something because the friend that was saying you got the job because you got the job he was just being ignorant and i don't know if he was intoxicated but it just got me upset because at the end of the day in this country white privilege does exist like even if you don't want to admit it it does like people look at white men differently from how they look at me when we walk in a room you don't get the stares or the extra glances or the look back at you twice you just get trusted because you're a white male and my thing is even in the workspaces in the um, work world it's easier for a white man to get a job than it is easier for a black man with the same credentials to get a job because maybe companies feel like you are the better look because you look like who they are you look like who they think should have this job like for example I had a friend named Chris, and we both went to my school, whatever. I don't I don't want to put my school in this, but we both went to the same school, and they had a career work fair, and media people were there. And this guy from Fox was there, and he had a job where he just looked at shows, and he decided which ones would be good for the fall, which ones would be good for the winter, and basically if it's a good show, a script to start a show. And I was interested in the position. Chris was interested in the position we both have like similar work experience but i have done more stuff in the media field than my friend chris so basically we gave him our resume we shook hands or whatever so basically it was two different meeting experience i was right after chris to talk to this guy so i got to watch how they interacted so a professional tone i walked up at everything chris went and the guy chris is white chris the guy smiles he shook chris hand he spoke to chris for about 15 minutes and He, they just spoke and then Chris left. So when I when I came up to speak to him, I he didn't. It it kind of was a vibe where he didn't want to shake my hand, but I still was being professional and I reached out and I shook his hand to show that I'm above it. And he basically didn't give me the time of day to like even like talk to him about the position or anything. And I felt snubbed and I felt like, dang, what is it that I did? Like I went to him professional. I have experience in the field and he basically i felt like he snubbed me because he was prejudging me on how i looked we were both dressed in professional clothes we both were in the same major and i felt like maybe he felt like i didn't look like what the person that has the job or the intern of the company should look like and i definitely feel like there was a privilege in that case of chris being a white male he felt more like related to him so Another thing is that these workplaces judge you on how you look. And I feel like maybe the guy in the initial situation did get the job over somebody of color because he's a white man. And I feel like white privilege is like even when you're like in like law enforcement, if there's a difference between when a white guy gets pulled over and when a black guy gets pulled over, when cops see black bodies and they police black bodies. They already get aggressive. Guard is already up and they already go to their first resort, which is violence. It's a difference when a white man or a white woman is pulled over. I seen white women drive crazy in New York streets, drunk, intoxicated, get pulled over by the cops and get let go. Or get softer sentences. Even when you're talking about like what the mothers in the school in the school districts was doing when the mothers fill out um false addresses to get their kids in better school districts i've seen black women go to jail for years and then you have um these white celebrities or like the um lady from full house doing the college fraud thing and they're getting a year or they're getting months when there's black women doing the same thing that have five years 15 years so even with law there's white privilege in this country and i think for the man to not address that was just ignorant on his behalf and i even feel like it's white privilege in music like It was last year where the top five spots in um hip-hop music, or was it top three number one songs in hip-hop music, was owned by white rappers. And my thing is that I feel like white rappers have it easier because these record labels, they think you're marketable because you're white. And they think that you will sell because you're white. And it's been—I don't know if it's been—it's been proven, basically, like, white rappers— They get the easy route. They don't have to struggle. They don't have to put out mixtapes. Like, they don't have to really go through it. Like, it's like they just pump them out now. Like, no pun to, like, Little Pump. But they just pump out these white rappers and, like, they get success because the record labels are more behind them. I'm not going to say they're more marketable than black artists because I don't believe that. But record labels are more behind these white artists and they're not afraid to give these white artists more promotion because they feel like they will sell. And that sucks. And I hate that. That's how it is. But I feel like there's definitely white privilege in this country. And I feel like us as black people, we have to work double or triple as hard as these as our white counterparts to get half the attention or half the recognition. And it shouldn't be like that. I feel like if you are qualified for the job, whether you're a man, women, gay, straight, Black, white, blue, green, you should get the job if you're qualified. They shouldn't discriminate against whoever you are. And this just sucks. And I hope that this changes in our country very soon. Because I definitely feel like there's such thing as white privilege. And I definitely feel like there's workplace discrimination. There's um sex, gender, and bias discrimination against everybody. And I'm just over it. And I feel like we got to do better as a country. And next, I want to get into my last and final segment, which is called... MVP of the week, and this is where I just give someone of this week's topics the crown of this week for being great. So, usually I have it prepared, and this week I don't because I feel like everyone's just... It's been a a chill, calm week, and everyone's been killing it. But I'm going to give MVP of the week to... Drumroll. I don't know. I'm going to give MVP of the week... We're going to give this MVP of the week a triple tie, okay? I'm going to give MVP of the week to Miss Nicki Minaj for coming at Pendy Prince on. And I'm going to give MVP of the week also to Whoa Vicky for beating up Bad Baby because that's it. It is no longer a three-way tie, guys. MVP of the week this week is Whoa Vicky, Okay. Shout outs to Woe Vicky for standing up for herself and for catching, catch me outside, inside, and actually showing her how to fight. And I feel like it's okay to stand up for yourself because Danielle Vogoli, a.k.a. Bad Baby, was definitely bullying this girl. And I feel like she got what was coming to her. And she needs to really humble herself because you're not a great rapper. And you're like, your fame is fleeting and no one really cares about you catch me outside you got to do better okay and if you're gonna pop all this junk at least know how to fight okay and that's it that is all for my show today okay guys so if you guys want to know where to reach me you can follow me on instagram at underscore rashamel that is underscore r-a-s-h-a-m-e-l you guys also can follow me on facebook as alize rashamel and find me anywhere you need to find me you guys can follow my show page at underscore ZayTV and have a great day Get lit and smoke a joint for me, okay? I'm out of here. Jerk.